0: Dr. Leesner here, the podcasting geese from the East, back with you for Wednesday's edition of Debate Amongst Friends. It is going to be a hard act to follow. The Professor John Gowdy dropped the gems on you yesterday with the coaching changes. It was fantastic. Well, Johnny? How you doing there,
1: boy? I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I thought it was alright. You know, I mean, it was at least it was at least a you know a two out of ten. But uh, as always, Doc, welcome back. We've missed you.
0: For your wise
1: man speaketh, and Doc, Eidelou manifest back. Into the soothing sounds of your eel holes, ladies and gentlemen. The tribal chief, the Sultan of Squat, Los Tranquilo himself, has returned. But Doc, let's get into some power rankings
0: of the National oh, Football League. Oh yeah, number one here yeah, we got the Green Bay Packers uh, finally getting the respect that they deserve, despite Pinky Toe uh, despite yeah, losing the offense.
1: I oh, do we want to call a pinky-toe gate. I mean, <laughs> I, anyway, again, I feel like they just try to find ways to discredit what the Packers are doing.
0: Of course. So uh, now, now there's so the much Rams.
1: emphasis on a pinky. Really? A pinky-toe? Really?
0: <laughs> uh, but a big win over the Rams um, this week. Um, I mean, obviously, they're finally getting the respect that they deserve. Uh, moving up for number two. Number one, uh, we've been kind of watching this all season long. The, mm-hmm. the disrespect finally ends.
1: For now. For now. For now.
0: Yeah. Uh, but number two, we got the Arizona Cardinals, who despite missing two of their top stars, uh, their starting quarterback, and they're one of the best receivers in football, DeAndre Hopkins. The um, number two, Arizona Cardinals, who, I mean – Trading for Zach Ertz was huge. Uh, it was actually perfect timing. Um, but you know, shout out to Steve Time, the general manager, and um, you know, shout out to Cliff. I mean, he he he's, is uh, he's, he's the it doubters happen. wrong. He's making mm-hmm. it happen. Proving the doubters. Wrong. Uh, they've been falling out and uh, really, really uh, taking their game to the next level.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Speaking of, number, uh, speaking of levels, though, I mean the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are number three, remaining at number three. Um, I think the acquisition or the reacquisition in the summer of Leonard Fournette obviously is proving to be uh, worthwhile as well as valuable. Um, he's been a he's sport. been
1: an unspoken hero until of course the media caught wind of how well he's been playing. Of course, the fourth mm. touchdown game didn't help either. So now everyone's looking at it as well, man, this Leonard Fournette re-signing was amazing. Like, no, now, they, they know this,
0: but I'll be honest with you. I watched that fourth quarter run probably 30 times. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the I think it was like 30 or 40 yards where the, the last drive and they, they, they ran that little counter play. Um, it was such a beautiful run. I mean, and that's why we brought them in. Yep. Uh, so I was say it was 28 yards actually. Yes. Uh, really, really good run. <sighs> but we'll have to wait and see how the Bucks play. Uh, obviously they're still battling injuries, which I feel like maybe that's just the NFL right now. We can't even use yeah,
1: that. Yeah, that's just the NFL. It's, everybody. it's been, it's been injury-gate. Everyone's been dealing everybody. with injuries, of course, now, and, and we'll talk about them boys in a second, but everyone's dealing with just injuries and COVID and
0: mm-hmm. you know, off-the-field issues. Now I will say this, except for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs have haven't been battled with injuries as much. You uh, know, knock on some wood there for them. Yeah, I'm like well, you about hear to that. jinx
1: them and about to get them <laughs> real upset with
0: you. At seven and four, they just weren't playing great football. But the last couple of weeks, they played well enough to win games. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week was the same, uh, beating the Cowboys in Week 11. Um, Cowboys played had a terrible game. Week. Yeah, they played week 11. Yeah, the, Cowboys, they, the Cowboys had a terrible game, but the Chiefs made the plays to they win did. the game.
1: They did, and it's uh, never about how you start the season, folks. This is what we've been trying to tell you for the past three seasons of this uh, podcast. It's never about how you start the season. It's about what you do going after seven and, starting
0: point. Yeah, and going 7-4 after struggling, you know, um, they did pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Unlike the number five team, moving up one slot here from number six, winner of six games in a row, the New England Patriots, Mac Jones, hindsight, looking like he should have been the number one overall pick.
1: Let's not go that far. Let's not do that because, of course, that's hindsight.
0: Of course. But, but I mean, I knew Mac Jones was going to be one of the better quarterbacks. Um, You know, obviously leading – Alabama, to the National Championship. Um, you know, he has some great weapons. I think New England's just the perfect situation for him. Exactly. Um, you look at Trevor Lawrence, it's not a great situation. Um, you look at, you know, Zach Wilson, it's not I the mean, greatest situation.
1: We, we kind of knew that from Jump Street, though.
0: Trey Lance, the jury's still out. We'll have to wait and see. Um, you know, see what happens there. And then, you know, with Chicago. I just don't even know. Chicago doesn't know what Chicago wants to do. I think Chicago will turn the tide once they get rid of Mr. Nagy.
1: Yeah, not going <laughs> to happen, folks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all of our listeners in Chicago that doesn't like to hear that, but it's not
0: going to happen right. for a bit. But number six, we got the Buffalo Bills um, losing to Davis White, obviously a non contact knee injury, you know, getting. Blown out by the Colts and then coming back and beating another injury-ridden team in the Saints. I mean, we'll have to see NFC NFC teams. I think are coming into Buffalo. Um, I know that they have to play a game, I believe, next week versus the Bucks. So that'll be the true test. Um, I, I know a lot of people talked about the Colts not winning against a winning football team. Buffalo not only has to beat the teams that they should beat. Well, oh, they also have to come in and really play a good game against a, uh, a team with a winning record. Exactly. Um, so gonna, and we'll and, and they'll and
1: get that test this weekend as they face off against the number five team, which is the Patriots.
0: Exactly. Uh, which is important in the AFC East race, um, which I think, you know, we'll get to those. We'll get to those. Uh, get to those. Yeah, Mike we'll Patriots. get to those. I'm, not, I'm looking to choose the Patriots already. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Uh, but number seven, we got the Cincinnati Bengals uh, moving up from fifteen. That's eight slots, Johnny. Kitty goes me out, uh, getting the forty-one to ten win over the Pittsburgh Steelers, who um, it seems like they're about to head into a rebuild, which is yeah. very hard. But it's time to sit Ben Roethlisberger down and say, "Hey, listen, you're going to need some fries and a shake with that burger, and it's over. Uh, it's over, you know." And but the the Cincinnati Bengals' defense has been playing well all game. Joe Mixon has been playing great. Joe Burrow, obviously, has been playing great. EFL numbers um, only having four incompletions on 24 attempts. That's EFL level right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but we'll wait and see wow. uh, what happens. You know, I, I just I just keep speaking EFL into existence. I, I feel like I have to bring it back and make it better than ever. But I mean, hey, we
1: can incorporate that into the show. Yeah,
0: yeah, I might have to bring it back. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. PBK and if it's coming back, I don't know. Maybe it's coming back. But that what's was not coming back, way, folks? <laughs> what's not coming back right now are them boy fans, the Cowboy fans. Uh, they were chirping very loud at the beginning They're of the season. They're number eight in the rankings,
1: by the way, folks.
0: They're number eight. Uh, they were as high as number two or three, I believe. Yep. Um, cowboy fans were riding high even after a um, a, I'd say the loss of the Bucks in, the, in game one was okay. They showed a lot of flash, a lot of promise. And then it just started to kind of trickle up and down Dak. I think you even said that Dak was going to have like a great passing number, but even his productivity has gone down. Yep. Zeke's down. The only bright spot for this team, two bright spots. Michael mm-hmm. yep, great traffic. He's been phenomenal. I think he's already... I think they said he broke the Cowboys sack record. I believe for rookies. I believe it was Michael mm-hmm. Parsons and Tony Pollard, who I think is their best offensive weapon right now. Um, they need to run him more. He's been outperforming Zeke on multiple levels. Obviously, they the big kick return last week, almost putting them back in the position to come back and win the game. Uh, get that guy the ball. Um, yeah, that's right. They're not going to do it. Uh, the only other team I disagree with here. I mean, we, we both
1: disagree with this one.
0: We do. We do. Um, and that's number nine, moving up four slots for an abysmal game on Sunday night. That's the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, I, I love Lamar Jackson. Don't get See, me wrong. The, we the, the problem talk about, is
1: the fact that they won the game, which is why they went up this these many slots. I don't but, know about four, though. But I wouldn't say four. In fact, I wouldn't have moved them at all.
0: Yeah, these are let them stay 13, maybe 12 times. Well, I wouldn't have them at all. I think the, you know, what the issue is that some of the teams lost, um, and and maybe maybe that's what it is, and and maybe when we looked at this before the show, it's like maybe it's not the fact that they won; it's more the fact that the teams below them all lost, and they all lost pretty convincingly, except for the Vikings. I okay, think the Vikings I'm like
1: the lost. Vikings and the Colts didn't lose convincingly, well,
0: yeah, and same thing with the Rams too. Well, the Rams lost convincingly. I mean, it 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 was 28 but it's an eight I was point convinced. Game.
1: That's a one score game.
0: I was convinced early that this game was over. Mm. <laughs> like the Titans, thirty six to thirteen. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty they convincing. Dropped.
1: But of course, yeah. they're also injury ridden too, which is why I made the argument about well. But you have Lamar Jackson. Like the problem is that they talk so much about Lamar Jackson for the first ten weeks. True. And then he had this game, and we only have one line about Lamar Jackson, though.
0: I'm interested to see how the quarterback ranking looks later on this week.
1: Oh, I can't wait to talk about that on
0: Friday. Of course. But number 10, we got the San Francisco 49ers still battling. Um, you know, Shout out to Kyle Shanahan. Having um, focused in, they're 6-5. They have a chance to NFC West this and kind of go on. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but notable drops here: we have the Los Angeles Rams uh, dropping from number nine to number eleven. Um, the Tennessee Titans, as we mentioned, dropping from eight to twelve. Obviously, with the Indianapolis Colts losing to the Bucks, they dropped from thirteen to twelve. And those Minnesota Vikings dropped from number ten to number fourteen. Uh, but speaking of rankings. We did have the NCAA uh, releasing, NCAA basketball, excuse me, NCAA basketball releasing their rankings um, this past week. Of course, we had some games that did play, but number one, we had the Duke Blue Devils. We had number two, Purdue, number three, Gonzaga, number four, Baylor, number six, UCLA. Excuse me, number five, UCLA, number six, Villanova, number seven, Texas, number eight, Kansas, number nine, Kentucky, and rounding out at number 10, we got Kansas. Uh, last night, we had Duke versus Ohio State, um, in which was the first game that I had an opportunity to watch um, college basketball, and, you know, seeing how the Duke Blue Devils, who were 7 0 coming in uh, versus eight. Five and or four and two Ohio State game at Ohio State, which is full. Um, who cares about COVID, right? But this is the first game that I had an opportunity to watch uh, the Duke Blue Devils play. And I was actually really blown away by the performance of uh, Wendell Moore Jr. I thought his game took a huge step forward. Um, I like the moxie of Trevor Keels, a great player. Um, but I think. Paolo Banchero is kind of a great player. He kind of comes as advertised. Uh, didn't play great statistically. 14.5 rebounds. He went 4 for 14. Uh, 1 from 3 from the behind the arc. But I think defensively, this is probably one of the best Duke teams I've seen in a while. Um, the way they fly around the ball is tremendous. Uh, but we just couldn't get it done. Um, I think the one thing that happened last night uh, that wasn't really the one thing that they did that really upset me was that they stopped attacking the basket and started selling for mid-range jumpers. I thought that that was one of those things that like they should have continued to go to the well. Ohio State was struggling to stop them material like in in the in the, in the paint. Uh, they were they were struggling and we were getting to the free throw line. And in the second half, somewhere along the line, we stopped attacking the basket. And um, I believe that hurt us tremendously. But outside of that, I love what I saw from Mark Williams. I love what I saw from Theo John in his 15 minutes. Um, Joey Baker came in and hit some pretty decent shots. But really, the stars of this team, Wendell Moore Jr. and Paulo Vanchero, I think are two two players I'm looking to see in next year's draft. Um, I think they're going to be really, really major contributors. Uh, but I don't want to take away from Ohio State and their big uh, EJ Liddell, 14 points, 14 rebounds, six assists, um, really, really post player, which you don't really see a lot. His back-to-the-basket moves were fantastic. The only issue that Ohio State had yesterday was their free throws. They went 50%. And, I think if they hit those free throws, this game would have been closer earlier. Um, but without those free throws, it just didn't look good. Uh, Zed Key had 20 points, three rebounds, um, and then you had Cedric Russell uh, with 12 points, three rebounds. So it really was, you know, a matter of getting the ball to EJ Liddell, letting him work against Mark Williams, letting him work against Theo John, uh, putting them in foul trouble early. They just couldn't make free throws. And that was huge. Uh, But Duke right now, until the new poll comes out there, number one, I assume they'll drop, you know, probably possibly down to, you know, the lower, I don't know. I mean, Gonzaga was number one and they lose to Duke. They dropped a couple of slots. Uh, So Duke may drop out of the top 10. We'll have to wait and see. Um, But I knew the one thing, that we have to wait and see what happens. This is championship weekend. We got the top six teams in the NCAA, FBS, the college football. Top five, we have the Georgia Bulldogs, the Michigan Wolverines, the Cincinnati Bearcats, the Alabama Crimson Roll Damn Tide, the number five team, Oklahoma State Cowboys, and number six, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, losing their coach after the season, will they have the opportunity to compete for a championship game? Uh, we have to wait and see. So notable games that we're going to be following: uh, Baylor will be going to Oklahoma State, um, and this is kind of a win. And you know, you could possibly be in uh, for Oklahoma State. Great opportunity for them because Georgia and Alabama play each other uh, in Alabama. Um, it's going to be a very, very interesting game on Saturday. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Also, Houston going to Cincinnati. Um, will Cincinnati remain undefeated? Houston's coming in at 11-1. and one. Um, This is an opportunity for Cincinnati to stamp their placement into the playoffs. Um, I mean, they can move up to number three, maybe number two. Uh, depending on how this all shakes out, because you also have Michigan heading to Iowa. And Iowa is just one of those teams that could possibly derail Michigan if they're not careful. If they're if they're if they blew their proverbial gas beating Ohio State and let Iowa, you know, lull them to sleep and get knocked out of the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see. Um, But I guess the big debate here is what happens with Georgia and Alabama. You know, if, you know, Alabama wins, how far does Georgia fall? If Georgia wins, how far does Alabama fall? Uh, Does Alabama fall outside of the playoffs? Um, Who moves up? Does Oklahoma State move up? If they don't win by a certain amount of points, the college football committee has done a great job. I don't want to say protecting Alabama, but they've done a great job making sure that these powerhouses stay in the playoff race. But in the end of the day, you have Georgia, you have Alabama. They've played great all season long. It will be hard If Alabama beats Georgia, it'd be tough to say, hey, we're going to remove Georgia from the top four. I just can't see it happening. Uh, But we'll have to wait and see. Um, You know, lastly, shout out to my Rockets. Uh, Shout out to Houston, uh, winners of three straight. Um, You know, after we broke the news last week that Steven Silas was on the hot seat, Uh, they've come back to win three. and now potentially uh, having a potential trade partner for John Wall with the Knicks for Kemba or maybe a third team. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, But outside of that, uh, we're going to have a great rest of the week, a great weekend of college sports. Um, So be sure to tune in, you know, tomorrow. um, And and we'll make sure to go over the Thursday night game um, as well as some more information. But I know you heard this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. But if you didn't, you can always go to our website at www.debateamongstfriends.com to review this episode as well as all the previous. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we go over the news, the analysis, and the reads. I knew the one thing that we have to wait and see what happens. This is championship weekend. We got the top six teams in the NCAA, FBS, the college football. Top five, we have the Georgia Bulldogs, the Michigan Wolverines, the Cincinnati Bearcats, the Alabama Crimson Roll Damn Tide. The number five team, Oklahoma State Cowboys, and number six, Notre Dame Fighting Irish losing their coach after the season. Will they have the opportunity to compete for a championship game? Uh, We have to wait and see. So notable games that we're going to be following. Uh, Baylor will be going to Oklahoma State. Um, And this is kind of a win. And, you know, you could possibly be in. Uh, for Oklahoma state, great opportunity for them because Georgia and Alabama play each other Uh, in Alabama. um, It's going to be a very, very interesting game on Saturday. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Also Houston going to Cincinnati. Um, Will Cincinnati remain undefeated? Houston's coming in at 11 and one. Um, This is an opportunity for Cincinnati to stamp their placement into the playoffs um i mean they can move up to number three maybe number two uh depending on how this all shakes out because you also have michigan heading to iowa and iowa is just one of those teams that could possibly derail michigan if they're not careful if they're if they're if they blew their proverbial gas beating Ohio State and let Iowa, you know, lull them to sleep and get knocked out of the playoffs. We'll have to wait and see. Um, But I guess the big debate here is what happens with Georgia and Alabama. You know, if, you know, Alabama wins, how far does Georgia fall? If Georgia wins, how far does Alabama fall? Uh, Does Alabama fall outside of the playoffs? Um, who moves up? Does Oklahoma State move up if they don't win by a certain amount of points? The college football committee has done a great job. I don't want to say protecting Alabama, but they've done a great job making sure that the powerhouses stay in the playoff race. But in the end of the day, you have Georgia, you have Alabama. They've played great all season long, it would be hard if Alabama beats Georgia. It would be tough to say, hey, we're going to remove Georgia from the top four. I just can't see it happening. Uh, But we'll have to wait and see. Um, You know, lastly, shout out to my Rockets. Uh, Shout out to Houston, uh, winners of three straight. You know, after we broke the news last week that Steven Silas was on the hot seat, Uh, they've come back to win three and now potentially uh, having a potential trade partner for John Wall with the Knicks for Kemba or maybe a third team. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, But outside of that, uh, we're going to have a great rest of the week, a great weekend of college sports. Um, So be sure to tune in, you know, tomorrow. Uh, And we'll make sure to go over the Thursday night game um, as well as some more information. But I know you heard this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. But if you didn't, you can always go to our website at www.debateamongstfriends.com to review this episode as well as all the previous. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we go over the news, the analysis and the reeds.